Hello there and welcome to episode 82 of the Sports and Spirituality Show brought to you in part by the Fairfield County Sports Network and our friends Greg and Mitch Price of Price Custom Homes. They've been building homes for nearly 50 years. They can help you from beginning and end and all points in between in the building process. You can get more information by going to their website pricecustomhomes.com. Thanks a million, Greg and Mitch Price, for sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show. A special thanks to our friends Mike O'Reilly at WLRY 88.9 Radio for Life and George Chatters of Save Radio on Monday evenings on the Internet. My name is Steve Rao, and our co-host for the Sports and Spirituality Show, the lady that brings the sass. She is a lady that loves... Lucy. There used to be a show called I Love Lucy, and apparently it has something to do with our co-host. She's so young, she probably doesn't know what Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds actually referenced, but maybe we could educate her on that. And this gal is the gal who put the loose in Lucy. She is with the tree, Church. She is Kelsey Bowl. Welcome back to episode 82 of the Sports and Spirituality Show. Hi, Steve. Yeah, how you doing? You Hi. gave me a weird look. I did. What's that about? I didn't know what that last um, reference was. Yeah, I was hoping maybe we wouldn't go there. Okay, great. But, uh, Let's you know, skip it. Oh, you want to skip it? I mean. Well, they say some you know, some women are fast and loose, and so, oh. um, yeah, that was probably oh. not an appropriate reference. No. Okay, so. Especially not referring to my five-year-old daughter. No, I was, me- I was me- referencing you, um, actually, mm. so. But, yeah, we're going to move on. Do you know what Great. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is? A song. Uh, is it? <laughs> that's my guess. Oh, that's your guess. Yeah. You know what? I think maybe it was. Oh, great. But back in the day, they think it was um, a code for the drug LSD. Oh, my gosh. Lucy reference? in the Sky with Diamonds. Yes. Um, oh, my gosh. Yes. I don't remember who <laughs> sang the song. Uh, I was <coughs> all guided away from that by my parents, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, but um, we <laughs> understand that maybe uh, it was a veiled or not so veiled reference to the drug LSD. Okay. It was a hallucinogen uh, what? that was yeah. used. In the, in the, well, all over the United States, but I think it maybe got it started, as many of them did, out west okay. uh, on the beaches of California, and it kind of makes oh its way uh, across the United States. <laughs> We're like two minutes in, and I, I feel like you've been so, like, I'll just say offensive already. Offensive. Yeah. It was I, have I offended you? Uh, no, I mean, I'm pretty hard to offend. I know. So, no, Wow, if really. I've offended you, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you haven't. Yeah, good. I just think yeah. you could have others. Yeah, there's probably better ways to go about it. Yeah, okay. Let's move on to the show I Love Lucy. Okay. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, Lucille Ball. Yes. Uh, yep. Did you ever watch it? No, obviously, you weren't, uh, you're too young to have actually watched it like in real life, um, like uh, new oh, episodes or, or sure. whatever. You would have to have watched. Uh, yes, I've caught... Reruns. I've caught glimpses here and there. It's yep. actually my grandmother's, I think it's probably her favorite show, uh-huh. or was at one point. Right. And her name is Lucy, which is who we named, well, her name is Lucille, uh-huh. which is who we named 
our daughter Lucy after. Uh, very good. Now, um, you mentioned that, that your is your grandma is yes. Lucille. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is your daughter Lucille that no, you call Lucy? She's Lucy. Yeah. Yep. Um, I had a friend of mine. His name was Joey, and it was not Joseph. Uh, on occasion, people would call him Joseph. He says, not my name. Yeah. My birth certificate says Joey. Joey. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, and matter of fact, uh, we were at a track meet uh, yesterday, and uh, I yelled, go get him, Daniel. And my wife said, I don't think his name is Daniel. I said, well, it is to me. <laughs> um, but she said, I think it's like Joey. I think his name is Danny, Danny on his birth certificate. I don't know if that's true or not. But it's just an interesting thing to me. That and, is. And uh, makes reference to Lucille. Or Lucy. Yep. Uh, right there. What episode do you recall from the show I Love Lucy? Oh, none. None. Okay. Like, none. I don't recall. I mean, detail. Yeah, I don't really recall yeah. any details. Now, uh, wasn't it I Love Lucy where they worked at a chocolate factory and uh, they they were com- the chocolates were coming too quickly and so they were throwing them in their mouth and throwing them in their pockets I thought that was an I Love Lucy episode. It sounds like an I Love Lucy yeah. shtick, but I, I don't think, know. I think it is. and I don't uh, recall that. Well, when you first started talking, I was like, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good show, too. But <clears throat> not, uh, yeah, this was, uh, I think it was an I Love Lucy uh, okay, okay. show, but I'm not 100% sure of that. I'm positive people are yelling at us right now going, look, you morons. Yes, that's it. Or uh, they're saying. I am not a moron. No, you're not. So There's a, a, Steve. I'm referencing Steve. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, and just so, yeah. While you're in your cars listening and yelling, just yeah. direct it to Steve. Yeah, please do, because I should have done a little more research. A little bit. <coughs> knowing we were going to go in this direction. Um, so, do you really love Lucy? I love my Lucy. Do you? Yeah. So you don't love all Lucys? You don't even love your grandma Lucille, I who you co- call Lucy? I, of course. Why do you refer to your grandma <laughs> by her first name? I Quite, don't. You just did. I call her grandma. No, you didn't. You said her name's Lucille. <laughs> yeah, and we named our daughter after her, which means you're using her name Lucille, and then you're calling your daughter Lucy. Well, actually, I feel like most people call my grandmother Lucy, but when we named our Lucy Lucy, then she, I think people started calling her Lucille a little bit more. Really? Yeah. Uh, like uh, her friends? Or are you talking about family? They don't call her grandma. You told me you called her grandma, but now you're saying everybody calls her Lucille. Now, which is it? I didn't say everyone. Well, that's what I heard. Of course it is, because you like to spend things. How you like to spin them. I do. You're right. Um, actually, when we first had Lucy for the first, I think, two years of my daughter Lucy's life, my grandmother was still working. And so we were around her friends and coworkers a lot. Um, and then I think it was Lucy's second birthday uh, when my grandmother retired. I actually think her retirement party was on Lucy's birthday, okay. which a lot of her, my grandmother's friends, very kindly and sweetly also celebrated my daughter's birthday with my grandmother's retirement. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. It's like a double party there. Yeah. And it probably got super duper confusing if there were two Lucy's <laughs> there, right? So we're like, yes. hey, we got to make some change here. Because when we say, hey, Lucy did this or that, and they're like, hey, Lucy, uh, you know, she balanced a checkbook. Uh, we're like, when she's two years old, she's yeah. balancing a checkbook. No, I think no, context no. helped out for a long time. Yeah. And my daughter was often referred to as Little Lucy or oh, Little okay. Lou. Okay. Okay. Um, but that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do so. you notice that uh, the very young and the very old have a lot in common? Mm, say more. Um, okay. Well, uh, for <laughs> instance, um, when you're very, very young, um, you don't have much hair. 
Sure. And when you get older, your hair tends to thin and, and fall out. So you don't have very much hair. Okay. Okay. When you're very, very young, you don't have any teeth. Okay. Uh, when you get old, you start having problems in your mouth and don't always have, uh, or you have maybe have all of your teeth. You just had to buy them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You notice mm-hmm. that? And you notice when you're very, very young, you wear diapers, and sometimes you get a little older, you got to wear a diaper. Do you, you notice there's a lot of similarities between the very young and the very old? Yeah. yeah. Again, are you, like, on a mission to offend? I don't know <coughs> what goes through your head that is like, yeah, let's say that out loud. Okay. Well, here's the deal. Did anything I say, was it incorrect? No. Okay. Then why can't we, why can't we have an open dialogue, Kelsey? We can. Okay. Well, thank you. That's all I was doing. Open okay. dialogue. I asked you if you noticed any changes or differences or similarities. Is actually what I was dealing with between the very young and very old. I'm not referencing your daughter or your grandma. <laughs> I'm just talking in general. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. So I'm glad you could have your grandma's retirement party yeah. and your daughter's birthday party about the same time. Yep. And they both are Lucy's uh, in some way, shape, or form. Sure are. That's great. That is great. Yeah, don't try to make more of it than that. I was just making a reference between the very young and the very old. Are you with me? I don't know. Wow. <coughs> I mean, I'm physically with you. Yeah, I know. I do think we're on different wavelengths. Uh, yeah, we obviously are. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, I haven't asked you in a, in a few shows, um, how's Lucy getting along? She, my, my five-year-old daughter? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's the what I'm referencing. Yeah, she's doing... Is she out of diapers? She is. That also happens uh, for those who are older yeah. as well. Yeah. She's doing great tonight uh, because we're recording this actually in the evening on a Thursday. Uh-huh. Was her pre-K or pre-kindergarten graduation ceremony. How about that? Yes. It was very sweet. Her class is very connected. They've been a little family all year long. And so I've had the privilege of getting to know several <coughs> of the other students and they're um, some of the other moms, and it's just been a really fun year. Lucy has really loved Mrs. Kim at Faith Early Learning Academy here in Lancaster, and um, she's just really thrived, and she has been working so hard on several um, program presentations, <coughs> so they recited some things, sang some songs, played some bells. It felt like a little bit of everything. And she was pumped to show it off tonight. Yeah, very good. Did you sing with her? No. That is disappointing. <laughs> I really wish you would have. <laughs> um, and did they have caps and gowns? They did. Did they play the Pomp and Circumstance song? They did. Um, did you sing along with that? No. Are I'm there words? I'm really trying. I don't know, but uh, probably are. But I just want to hear you sing. I know you do. Yeah, I really do. Uh, we got a few more episodes. We're getting there. We'll see. Uh, <coughs> it's going to happen, and I'm excited about it. Um, so we, we have this uh, preschool graduation. Now, did it hit you in the feels in any way? Okay. So several people who are friends in my – who are good friends and in my life, and they know about this ceremony, they – Several people asked if I was sad, and I really wasn't. I don't know if I should have been or if that's normal. Um, what would you be sad about? I, I think just that she's growing up, that she's, I don't know. Aren't we supposed to be happy they're growing up? I mean, I am. And me too. I, I, maybe not sad, but emotional or sentimental, sh- maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but it was just funny because I was like, I'm pumped. Yeah. Um, she... At one point, though, 
their teacher who is so sweet read them a book and this book was oh gosh I wish I knew the title but it was very sweet and it had tons of really beautiful sentiments um in particular uh it was spiritual it's a I would say it's a godly book um and i believe the title is when i pray for you by matthew paul turner okay are you familiar with this Uh, book i I don't believe so so anyways the premise is and i think she edited it a little bit to reference the relationship of teacher and child okay but basically the book is about uh, mrs kim in her words like praying for the children all year long and it was just in uh, I think I'm a sympathy crier more than like a on my own crier. So if I see someone crying or hear someone crying, right, it provokes that emotion in me. Sure. Um, and Mrs. Kim started crying as she was reading this book, and yeah. so that got me a little bit. But other than that, it was just so fun. And I mean, Lucy really has been so excited, and she's been singing several of her songs for weeks. And so to see uh, her work on something and then get to show it off. Um, was really exciting. No, that's great stuff right there. Um, were your other family members there? Yeah, so both Josh and I's parents were there, and my grandmother, Lucy, was there. Awesome. My brother and his wife, Taylor. Yeah. And then, obviously, I think, obviously, our son, Wade. Wade, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think it's pretty obvious because all of your babysitters are there. <laughs> yeah, so you yeah. probably should pr- probably bring him. Uh, yep. You've seen the movie Home Alone, right? I <laughs> yeah, it doesn't end well. So no, yeah. wise move of you. To it take doesn't. It. Now I have to know: Did your mom, at the end of the graduation, give Lucy a big hug and say, "I am so glad you're smart like your dad"? <laughs> no, I no. don't think she. Oh, did. she missed an but, opportunity there. Um, yeah, she did give Lucy a big hug uh-huh. and a we sweet don't know gift. What she, yeah, do we know she, she whispered something in her ear? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to assume that she, she did. I she did yeah. because you want it to I do. I, so, I want it to happen. Mm-hmm. I want it to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're so proud of you. Congratulations on your graduation. Yes. You're becoming so, so smart, smart like, like your, your dad. dad. Yes. <laughs> I really, really hope that happened. Yeah, I know yeah. you do. Now, I'm also wondering maybe how Josh handled it. My hunch is he's probably not super emotional either. Uh, probably in control of his emotions. But I guess when I say hit you in the feels, I'm kind of thinking about you kind of projecting uh, because we are in very interesting places in life. We are, we are. Because my son will graduate high school. Yes, he will. Um, here in a couple of weeks. Yep. As a matter of fact, we record this on a Thursday night. His last day of high school was yesterday. So Wednesday was his last day of school. Oh, my goodness. Yep. He uh, doesn't have to go anymore. And uh, he'll have to go back there for the graduation practice and whatever. But uh, that's it. Uh, No more classes for him in high school. Wow. And uh, so we are, uh, obviously, in very different places. But um, and I think about that. I'm not sad. You said something that I really like, and I I, I definitely uh, resonate with that. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. Oh, wasn't it great that uh, she got to have this experience, uh, that she completed the experience, that she's going on to to the next thing. Oh, there's so many more things to learn and do and grow and and be. She's going to have the opportunity to do that. And so to say, oh, she's not a baby anymore. No, she hadn't been a baby for a little while. Yep. And she's about to move in to the next stage of her life. It's super exciting. It so is. That resonates with me for sure. Yeah, it does. And I, I get it. I think <laughs> that it's maybe a little bit of a personality thing. 
I also am curious if you have multiple kids, like how that goes with like each one. Uh-huh. Like, um, and I said to a friend, even after, uh, the evening was over, I said, maybe, you know, it just hasn't hit me that she'll be going to kindergarten. Like, I think I could foresee myself being a little bit more emotional on the first day of kindergarten. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I think I would also still be so excited for her. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic because I also think the way in which parents look at things, their perspective, their attitude towards things, I really do think our children see and observe and take on themselves. And so I don't want to be anxious about her starting kindergarten. I don't want her to feel that way. Yeah. Um, I really do want her to celebrate this accomplishment and also look forward to the next um, stage. Yeah. I tell you what, I, um, <clears throat> that reminds me of my, my baby daughter, uh, Sydney. Uh, I had the privilege of picking her up from kindergarten. And um, I was excited to see her. I really was. Mm -hmm. And she was excited to see her dad. And they would say, you know, they would call it the names. Mm -hmm. They would say Sydney. And she would grab her backpack. And she would come running and jump up in my arms. Mm -hmm. I loved that. Yeah. People around say, oh, is this an only child? Uh, nope, nope, this is my third one. Yeah. I, I'm just excited to see her. She's excited to see her yeah. dad. And, and uh, that, that worked out really well. Yeah. Um, and so um, I, I, I agree. Our children reflect whatever we're presenting For in, sure. in those situations. So how is Josh handling all of that? I think, well, you know, um, he actually was in the office today, and then he came home, made dinner. I was getting the kids cleaned up, ready to go, and then I... After we went to the program, then after the program, we all came home. I helped him put him to bed, came here. So we haven't had a chance to really sit down and talk um, between ourselves about it. But I think probably pretty similarly to me, not in a, this isn't important or a big deal. This is great. But, you know, there's going to be so many more great steps in her life, too. And so he probably has that attitude a little bit. Yeah, very good. That's uh, great stuff right there. Congratulations to Lucy graduating preschool, running headlong into kindergarten. Hey, we've got a guest on the show today. I know. Would you like to hear what this guest has to say? I would love to. Yeah, his name is Al Beavers. Uh, His namesake is on Beavers Field. It's on State Route 37 in Lancaster, right across the street from Ohio University in Lancaster. And uh, he has so many contributions that he's made uh, to our community, certainly, but to our country, uh, to his family, uh, to many, many, many baseball athletes and um, all of those kinds of things. And so I thought, you know what, Um, I've been remiss uh, to have not invited him uh, to the Sports and Spirituality Show, and you can't hardly live in Lancaster for 10 minutes and not know at least about Beavers Field, right? For sure. It's an iconic place here. It is, uh, especially, you know, on a summer night, the lights are on, it's the crack of the bat, the roar of the crowd, Uh, it's Americana uh, when uh, you're swinging by State Route 37 and uh, Beavers Field is all lit up. Uh, It is a, a tremendous thing, uh, a blessing that we have in our community. So I want to right a wrong, and that is, it took us 82 episodes, but we finally landed Al Beavers, and we invite him to the show today. 
As we promised, we are bringing our guest on the Sports and Spirituality Show podcast, and that is Al Beavers here in Lancaster. Yep, he's the owner of Beavers Field there on State Route 37 in Lancaster, and we are really honored and privileged to have him joining us here today. Uh, thanks for coming on the Sports and Spirituality Show podcast, Coach. We appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, uh very happy to have you out here when you uh, when we have the games and uh, it's usually uh, very important games and stuff like that. They so are. It's uh, uh, that that was game number fifty one for the year already. For How about us. that? And uh, we got maybe one hundred and fifty more to go. So wow, two hundred uh, games a year at Beavers Field. Yep, we had one hundred ninety three last year. Now I heard there's a Phyllis Burger up at the concession stand. Do you know Phyllis? I I know I've known her for a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, how do you know her? <laughs> well, I've been married to her for 58 years. Oh, 58 <laughs> years. How about that? Uh, I got to tell you, I might be uh, moving a little too fast here in this interview. I don't know, but I want to say uh, I so appreciate the example that you and Phyllis set. I know for a fact that it hasn't all been you know peaches and cream and rainbows and kittens, right? Uh, there's been challenges along the way. I know you're dealing with a challenge right now uh, with your son and a medical issue. Um, and uh, sometimes these are the kinds of things that cause um, parents or families or marriages uh, to go in a different direction. So uh, on behalf of the Fairfield County Sports Network and uh, the Sports and Spirituality Show podcast, thank you for the example that you and Phyllis are setting on uh, meaning it when you said, till death do us part. Uh, it's a phenomenal example you're setting, and I appreciate well, it. Well, thank you. And yes, uh, that's the way we feel about it. And uh, we've been through a lot of a lot of things over the years. And uh, but we've been blessed with a fantastic family. And uh, we're we're actually going to go through athletics uh, for the third time, third generation. Our yep. great, oh, great grandkids now are playing softball and baseball and basketball. Yep. And uh, and then uh, with uh, Alan, he played professional baseball and college ball. And Tyler. Uh, the grandson played college baseball, and they all played Legion ball. And I've been involved with the Legion a few years, too. Yes, we'll, we'll so, get to that in a second <laughs> but because uh, I want to talk about that. But, yeah, uh, the family, uh, like I said, uh, I've been very blessed uh, w with the family. We have the, the two kids and the grandkids and great-grandkids and Phyllis. Uh, we, we've been, like you said, we've been through a lot, but... Uh, uh, our faith uh, is what's got us through. It certainly has. So let's wind the clock back uh, a couple of years. Uh, where is Al Beavers from originally? Uh, actually, I'm from the Lancaster area. Uh, I went to school here in Lancaster. Uh, I actually uh, uh, we had, had a, I was on with uh, Paul Jasson on uh, Fairfield today, uh -huh. and we found out that. Uh, we both went to Talmadge School when it was open when Jim Dobmeyer was the principal down there. <laughs> How and about that? Jim just passed uh, here yeah. uh, recently, and uh, we he, we were great friends as well as a, uh, a mentor. And, yeah. and uh, uh, Paul and I talked, found out we was on honor flight different times and a lot of things together. Yeah. Uh, so, but we I went to Talmadge School when it opened, and went back to West School, went to General Sherman when it opened. And a little story about that is my great-granddaughter, who's eight years old, she played basketball this last year for Fairfield County Biddy League. Yep. She played our games at the old General Sherman School. How about that? And I told her, I said, I played a little basketball in this gym. She said, boy, that's old, though. 
And I said, well, I, I looked back, and it was 63 years since I played basketball in that gym. Oh, and my It goodness. still looked the same to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, and I graduated from high, uh, Lancaster High School in 62, and I was fortunate to play three years of high school baseball, played two years of uh, Legion baseball, and uh, in 1961, I said I'm very fortunate that uh, don't don't happen very often, but I got to play in a state tournament in high school and the Legion State Tournament that same year. The same year? The same year. So Now, I, you told me a story off the air about uh, uh, having a year that wasn't very good, but you end up in the state semifinals well, or something. That, that was in uh, 1961, and uh, we we were 6-6 six and six going into there, and uh, uh, I, I was very fortunate in the regional uh, finals, who, uh, we faced a pitcher from Marietta that was undefeated, and he was 10-0 and that year. And I got headlines the next day, uh, single starts rally. Well, what they didn't say in there, that single was a swinging bunt down the third base line <laughs> and went about 15 feet. And, but we won that game. Yep. We got to the state tournament. and But with a record of 6-6, six and six, uh, we wound up with 13-7. Wow. Wow. Lost to Lima Senior two to one in the state semifinals. Yeah, and uh, uh, cold, miserable day at, at Ohio State when they had uh -huh. that. But uh, anyway, uh, I was involved with the Legion baseball now for fifty years, and but, yes, uh, I played a couple years and coached for a few more years. But uh, yes, uh, yeah, I'm from this uh, family uh, 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 in this area all my life, other than uh, when I was in the army and uh, I was in. Uh, Georgia and Alabama, Redstone Arsenal uh, in, in the Army, uh, down at Marshall Space Flight Center. It was a, a big thrill of that. And uh, was in Fort Sill, Oklahoma, and then I went to Vietnam. And uh, I was fortunate to uh, have a successful career in the Army uh, and uh, a little softball uh, then. Uh, and, uh, and then I got involved in the Legion coaching in 1974. and. Then that, that's been history. It's been Legion also ever since. Then, yeah, so. 74. So you're coming up on 50 years here. Yep. Well, more than 50 because you played in Legion. Right. But um, as far as being involved in coaching and leading, uh, I think next year will be your 50th year. Right. Yeah. How about that? Uh, on behalf of the Sports and Spirituality Show podcast, uh, thank you for your service to our country. Oh, I know you. that um, those who served in Vietnam weren't uh, always treated appropriately, and I'm really sorry about that. Um, and uh, I know you were uh, in significant harm's way um, when you serve uh, overseas, um, and for uh, folks to not appreciate that uh, is an error that needs to be corrected, and uh, so we really appreciate that. I didn't serve, but I so appreciate those who did. Uh, we have uh, the greatest country in the world because of men and women like you, Al Beavers, who are willing to serve uh, and uh, to serve admirably. Uh, so we appreciate your service to our country. Well, thank you very much. And uh, Lori Cronin, a good friend of mine, has been involved with the Honor Flight, and I spoke on her behalf of the Rotary Club uh, and things, uh, explained to him about the, uh, I had two other brothers that was in the military, uh, and one was in World War II, one in the Korean War, and I was in the Vietnam War. So my, yeah. my family uh, uh, represented uh, the United States very well, and we were all fortunate to survive and come home. And I lost uh, quite a few friends uh, in Vietnam yeah. and things. But uh, uh, I was one of, one of ten kids, and we're, we're down to uh, 
I lost a, a brother at 93 and a brother at 90, and my sister just turned 90. And uh, the rest of them, there's only three of us left, but uh, I'm the youngest now. And, uh, I see. Uh, able to take care of the other two. Right. Uh, but uh, we, we were, uh, wasn't an athletic family. I was the only one that, uh, actually, the only one out of the ten that went to college and the only one that played athletics. Uh, so I was I had a little bit of advantage. And, uh, yep. Uh, my mom and dad, uh, event, uh, very many times I've thought of, uh, the field's called Beaver's Field. Yeah. And my brother, the 193, helped build this and everything. Yes. But I just wish my mom and dad would have been able to see what we had. Yeah. And then, then when we had the Beaver's Dam to that, uh, it's just the same same thing with, uh, Tyler's, uh, grandma and grandpa and, uh, yeah. and things, uh, the the legacy of the name uh, going on and is very proud of that. So. Yeah, uh, and you need to be. Um, I, I uh, we we hadn't talked about this field yet. Which, uh, which we'll talk about it. But I, I'm telling you, I've not been everywhere, but I've been a lot of different places. And there's no field in the state of Ohio better than this field right here. Um, and so to put your parents name on there obviously your name too but uh, to honor your mom and dad uh, with beavers field uh, with the greatest baseball field in all of the state of ohio is a great honor we just uh, we're recording this right after mother's day uh, what a great way to honor your mom and obviously your dad uh, as well uh, with this field i know people can't wait to get here and play here high school and um, uh, kids in college come back here and play you have college uh, teams that play yeah. here um, it is a special place to play and uh, you've honored your parents and, and yourself and your family and the contributions that you've made and it's absolutely the right thing to do well and then here and going back to that uh, lady that I've been married to for 58 years she, she's been the, the big inspiration and she's been with me through thick and thin of the field also and the families and stuff uh, so uh, it, it's it's an honor to have teams come in here. Uh, especially we we've had 16 college games this year. The club baseball and Ohio uh, Christian played a couple games over here, and, and even the college coaches and the teams that come in here rave about the field. Uh, we had it from Buffalo, New York University, Buffalo in New York came in and I had a couple players come to me and said uh, this is the best field we've ever played on. Yep uh, and. We've had a couple college coaches come in and look at the Beavers Dam and the indoor facility, and they said, well, "I wish we had something like this." Exactly. And for for being a uh, a private facility, uh, uh, and of course we're a nonprofit corporation, so we've never taken a penny out of it in 34 years, and we all the money we put back into it, it's for the community and for the kids, especially the younger ones that takes lessons off of Tyler. Or they come out and they look on the deck after their lesson. They look at the field, and you can see they want to play here someday. Yep. And that that's what it's all about. It is, and you've uh, been at this long enough to see uh, kids, quite frankly, they haven't even been born yet, and then they end up playing here, and then you end up seeing them coaching here. Uh, it's it's a phenomenal thing. I wanted to ask you uh, about your playing days. Uh, you said you're the only one in your family that really played sports. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing baseball was your sport. You talked about playing basketball uh, as a younger kid. Yeah, I didn't play basketball higher than the junior high level. Okay. Uh, but uh, it was all, all baseball, and actually, I – I lived out in the country in a farm and had no transportation. I played uh, uh, football uh, at General Sherman, 
Bernie uh, uh, McCa- uh, Bernie McCation. Uh, I mean, uh, McCation uh, was uh, one of my coaches uh-huh. and, and stuff there, and that was at General Sherman. And then when I got to high school, I concentrated on baseball. And to tell you the truth, I never played any little league baseball. I, I never played uh, uh, school softball, uh, recess, <laughs> and all that stuff. Right, right. And going back to Jim Dobmeyer uh, at Talmage, at recess, uh, we'd go down to Mayor Park. And, yes. And play ball, play ball for an hour. Uh, recess is not supposed to last that <laughs> not long. Not supposed to last that long. <laughs> but he was a big Reds fan. Yeah. And, and uh, we and I was a Dodger fan. He's always was always picking on that. Right. Uh, but. Uh, uh, that I, when I got to high school, I'm a sophomore, because we didn't have a, a JV team or anything, I went out and uh, I was on the team. I didn't get to play much as a sophomore. Right. right. But my junior and senior year, uh, I got to play and for Dick England. Yep. And then uh, uh, Beanie Barons and Ollie Smith was my Legion coaches. I see. Uh, and uh, we we played down at Miller Park. Yep. Uh, it's all going now. It's a building. Yeah, correct. And we had a. Uh, I had a good time there, and I'd always have to find time time to get home. <laughs> right, and uh, do a little farming. Well, I, I never did too much of that. My older brother and, and stuff did most of that. But yeah, my dad. We only had one car to the family, and my yes. mom never drove. Uh, so my yeah. dad would have to come get me. Right, and, and he's got uh, nine other kids. He's got to worry about. Yeah, and, yeah. And one time when I was uh, a sophomore or junior, down at Miller Park, we had the concrete uh, dugouts and stuff. Uh-huh. He came down in the middle of a game in the middle, middle in the du- walked into the dugout and said, "Well, what time are you going to get home tonight?" <laughs> <laughs> he never, he never been in baseball or anything as far as right. I, right. And he just wanted to know what time I'm going to yeah. be done. That was, <laughs> yeah. He's got farming to do, and he'll come by and get you. And you're not going to have to walk home. <laughs> but, uh, but no, yeah. uh, we've had a great family there and, and stuff. But uh, I know they would would love the field. Yeah, and, and I've had. Uh, uh, well, what the center fielder for the high State Club baseball team, he come up to me between doubleheaders. He said, I love this field. You got, you got the outfield grass cut just right. Exactly. Well, he went out uh, in uh, the second game, made two diving catches out there, hit a home run. And I think this was against the Eastern Kentucky or somebody. Okay. Uh, and, and I talked to him after. I made a point to go down and talk to him after yeah. the game. And I said, you really do like this field, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> He was feeling well at home, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. So, but that, that's what I enjoy. And yeah, uh, and another team, I don't even know which one it was. I just happened to be standing up there at the top of the, the hill. And uh, this player come up and says, uh, are you affiliated with this field? And I says, well, yeah, a little bit. He said, well, you look like you belonged here. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to tell you, this is the nicest field we've ever played on. Yeah. Uh, and you come that from different teams. And yeah. And most of them had no idea that what they were coming into, especially exactly. when they bring them Rainbow Drive. Yeah, exactly. We're out in the middle of the, yep. uh, the stick someplace. But yes. No, yeah. it's so true. And I haven't had people tell me that because I'm just a broadcaster. Um, but I knew they were. I knew they were telling you that but I just instinctively because, uh, you know, I've been places like uh, – there's the Chillicothe Paints. It's a uh, – uh, 
uh, Pioneer League team, right? Yeah. Um, I broadcast games down there. That field's not half as nice as this <laughs> field right here. It's not. Uh, and they got, they got professional players playing down yeah. there. Uh, I'm telling you, it is a phenomenal place to play. I know when you first started, it, uh, uh, you didn't have the artificial infield. You didn't even have artificial home or, or uh, mound, I don't think. And nope. uh, then you, you went to artificial mound and, and home. Um, you obviously have a great draining system, uh, draining system here. Then you went completely um, with uh, the um, infield, all of it, artificial service, including the foul territory. So you only have to mow the outfield, which is probably strategic on your part. Um, and also maybe easier for the water to drain and that kind of thing. Yep. So you can have more games here. It's just phenomenal. The scoreboard, the lighting, uh, the, the concession stand, uh, the the um, fans, uh, the place, uh, the bleachers and, and seats here on a natural hill overlooking the field. Uh, and then the uh, beaver stand where people can uh, uh, practice. Uh, you got batting cages. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, facility. You're proud of it and you should be proud of it because it's phenomenal. Well, I appreciate that. And all, all what you said is intentional. I try to make it that way. And uh, and some people come in and think, well, you've only been here a couple of years. I said, well, try 33 or 34 <laughs> years. Uh, but we, we try to add, uh, keep it nice uh, and try to add something each year or and take care of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you take care of it, uh, you have to have some pride into it. Um, no, no question. Well, you do a great job of that, and you got great lights here. So literally, you can come down sometimes, maybe ten o'clock or eleven o'clock at night. Uh, games going into extra innings, um, and there's just something about it on a summer night uh, yeah. with uh, the crack of the bat, uh, the roar of the crowd, the lights shining at ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night. There's just something about it. It's. It, I don't know that there's more. Uh, something more Americana than that right there. Yeah, yeah we've had comments. Uh, well, uh, Clarence, Clarence McCoy, their choir director at church, yes. uh, he lived someplace close here because when we first turned the lights on, uh, he, he thought, the, I forget the exact comment was, that he drove by and I thought the whole, whole, whole town was lit up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, no, that, that's the thing. Nothing is better than uh, a June, July, hot evening. Uh, it's dark here. You sit here and you got... Phyllis's home plate with yep. all the food you want to eat yep. and, and watching the game and, and stuff. Nothing's better than that. Boy, there it, isn't. Because I mean, it's about family, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, bringing, uh, you see grandmas and grandpas bringing their grandkids. They're sitting with their children, yep. um, enjoying a ball game. Um, a very, very inexpensive evening uh, with your family watching great baseball. Uh, it, just, uh, it just says home, family, uh, and uh, the beautiful parts of life are all demonstrated there. Yeah, and that's that's what was our plan, was to make it a family-oriented. We've got a playground, and we got a uh, basketball court. Uh, we got a little bit of everything there. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned the prices and stuff. You, you don't have to pay $10 for a bottle of water here. Yes. Uh, and uh, the Phyllis burger, you get a half-pound hamburger for $5. Yep. It, it, it's... I had one before this broadcast. It was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Now, uh, a little story on uh, the, the buns. We get the buns at Sam's Club. Okay. And, and uh, last year was there was two dollars and nine cents or something for sixteen of them. Uh huh. And uh, there was a pretty good sized bun. Yeah. Well, this last week we just we got ten ten packages of them. Uh, they went to two dollars and thirty eight cents now, 
and, and they're about half the size of they the are. Burger. So that makes, that makes the hamburger look like it's a giant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was, and um, I enjoyed every bite oh, of it. Yeah. So, but though that's that was our 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 goal back in 1987 when yeah. we started we started moved to dirt in '88, started playing on '91, is to make it a family-oriented yeah. thing, and yeah. that's why the amphitheater stopped. Yeah. Uh, if you get a chance, you'll have to stop up and see my office up there. I got a brand new office. Tim Shoemaker said told Phyllis that Al is a true baseball executive now. Yeah. I got a couch in my office. How I'm about never, that? <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. So, but uh, no, it's a it's one of those things that uh, uh, I take pride in what I'm doing, and if I if I can't do it right, I won't do it. Right. And, and yeah, that's good stuff. Now, what did you study in in college? Accounting. Very good. I thought yep. that was uh, maybe the deal. And what did you do after you graduated college? Because you weren't building Beavers Field, and I don't think they pay you a lot of money to be a Legion coach. Well, actually, uh, uh, it took me 12 years to get my degree. Uh, I graduated in 62 from high school, uh-huh. uh, and I went to work for uh, Diamond Power, and I went to night school. Yep. Uh, and uh, I uh, got drafted after I was buried and going to college, still got drafted in the right. Army. Yep. So I spent two and a half years in there. And I come back out and finish my degree in 74. Yep. <laughs> and uh, uh, I've had a tax business, income tax business, for, well, 49 years Yeah, now. right. And uh, I got over 400 clients. Uh, and uh, it, it, it's that, that, that's that been my life with a full-time job, yeah. coaching baseball, right. building a field, <laughs> <Right>. tax business. <laughs> and when I retired 17 years ago from Diamond Power, uh I, that was just one job. <laughs> right, exactly. That's nice, but I'm only yeah. just cutting one thing out. But uh, the field is great. My doctor says that's good for my health. Yeah. And I, I tell him the tax business is good for mental health because exactly. you never know what it's going to be. It keeps my mind going. Correct. And uh, and when I turned 79 in last December, I told Phyllis uh, the next day, I said, oh, my God, I'm working on 80. I yeah. never dreamed, of, dreamed about being <laughs> 80 years old. <laughs> now, are you? Do you still mow your own grass here? Oh yes, I do. I thought you did. I yeah. thought you did. And the dude is seventy nine years old, and he's out there on a riding lawnmower, making sure the outfield is cut right. There's a guy that actually cares about a field that bears his name. And I even mow my own yard at home too. So, How about but, that? Uh, we ha- we had some problems with the in- uh, installation of the the lights. And uh, they tore up my outfield and put ditches in it. So I, I brought in 20 ton of gravel, uh, 25 ton of warning track material. I moved every ounce of that with a tractor and my gator. How myself, about th- uh-huh. uh huh? And put it on that yeah. out there. And I've been working on that for three months and stuff. Well, they say uh, if you want a job done right, you got to do it yourself. Yeah. And, yeah. and my <laughs> wife will tell you that that's why I do all up myself. <laughs> That's good stuff, right there. But I, I did, uh, did have uh, uh, Brian Walker, who's helping the concession stand. He did weed whack my ditch this year. Okay. And after he got done with about five hours of weed whacking out there, he said that wasn't fun at all. <laughs> I said, "Well, try doing that five times a year at seventy-nine years old." Exactly. And that's what I did for thirty-some years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, no, we. I like I like it clean. I yeah. mean, I don't like uh, weeds yep. standing that high and yep. stuff and. Uh, uh, I like the property here. I like to take care of it. And, yeah. and uh, I don't know. Everybody wants to know when I'm going to retire. And I said, well, I, I, 
I'm going to go to I can't go anymore. Exactly, and I think that's great advice, uh, really, for all of us. Yeah. Um, I've only been married 30 years, so I'm trying to catch you. Well, uh, I'm, I'm 57 years old. I'm trying to catch you. Well, you'll, uh, and you'll I, get there. I appreciate the advice. Uh, just keep going as much and as long as you can go. Uh, and when uh, when God says it's time to go home, then we'll go home. Um, but uh, until that time, uh, I think we need to stay active. And quite frankly, um, you can't add years to your life, but you can't add life to, to your, your years. That's a good statement. Yeah. Yes. And so you've done a wonderful job of adding life to your years and uh, are continuing to do that. Uh, I find it a little ironic because uh, accounting is a lot about numbers, yeah. and baseball is a lot about numbers. Yeah. I see the connection. I'm sure you've seen it a thousand times um, because we're talking about, you know, you go three for four or your ERAs, you know, 2.17 yeah, uh, yeah. or, you know, whatever. Uh, so there's there's a lot of numbers in baseball. There's a lot of numbers in the county. I, I still do a lot of that in my head, too. Yes. Uh, and things. But uh, yep. it, it's uh, it's all related. And one good thing about it uh, with Tyler uh, doing the damn uh, uh, grandson and my granddaughter is going to take over the tax business someday. So I feel yeah. good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I t- tell people I'm uh, afraid to stop because something might catch me. Well, <laughs> if, if something does eventually catch me, I yeah. feel good that I'm got it's in good hands. Yeah, exactly. And in family hands, in right? Family hands. Um, yes. And so the uh, thing that your mom and dad started um, with you and your nine siblings, uh, you've passed on to your children, and now to your grandchildren. Uh, I think it is a phenomenal legacy. Somebody told me once, David Fay with the Ohio Historical, um, uh, the, the Fairfield County Historical Parks, he said, we don't stand on our own. We stand on the shoulders of those who've come before, and you're standing on the shoulder of your parents, your kids standing on your shoulders, uh, your grandkids standing on their, yeah, uh, that's how the system is supposed to work if it's healthy. And, and one, one thing, the great-granddaughter, uh, eight years old, and she come out here on a spring break on a Friday and helped me move some of the dirt, and I showed her how to plant the grass up there. Uh-huh. She moved the dirt, she planted the grass, she raked over the seed, Yep. strawed it, and now I mowed her grass today for the first time. Did you really? catch up there. <laughs> how about that? And she went that? out there to look at that, so uh, I, I told, told one of the guys I was making a farmer out of. Exactly. And uh, uh, Tyler's little boy, two and a half, he'll be three next month, he, he was handling one of those scoop shovels. He wanted to work with Papaw. He did. And, and he was up there, and, and it wasn't just one, one, one thing there. He right. was there for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, good he, for him. he would rake and stuff. Yeah. And uh, so I, I gave him some money. Uh-huh. And his mom said that's his first paycheck. You're going to have to put that in a frame, right? Yeah. That, uh, so, but uh, no, yeah. that's, you're, you're right. That's, I like to pass things down and, 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 being taught like my dad taught me. Exactly. And, and, and if we can do that. Yep. Uh, I know the future is bright. It is. It is. Um, I have heard people whine and complain, oh, kids these days, I don't care about anything. Uh, well, if that's the case, then that's on me. If my kids don't care, that's on me. Uh, I should have raised them better um, because my parents um, did the very best they could to raise me, and I'm trying to raise my kids, and now I have a couple of grandkids, and we're trying to invest in them, and I think that's what God intends for us to do, and when we do our job to the best of our ability, uh, then uh, the future is bright yeah. um, because of that investment that's, that's exactly right and i i, I think uh, uh if more people would do that 
we, we're in a lot better shape. Uh, we certainly would. We call it the Sports and Spirituality Show. If you're just joining us, we're with Al Beavers, um, the owner and mower of Beavers <laughs> Field here, uh, the baseball diamond uh, in Lancaster, Ohio, on State Route 37, right across the street from Ohio University, Lancaster. We call it the Sports and Spirituality Show. Talk to me about your faith. Okay. Uh, where? Been a Methodist, uh, a member of the First Nine Methodist Church uh, in uh, uh, up on up on the hill uh-huh. uh, for over fifty five years, and uh, uh, I, I show up there. I've been member of the, the different committees and stuff, and, and uh, uh, we're just losing our our minister that uh, going to Grove City, uh, Brian Brian Jones. But uh, uh-huh. my wife and I actually. Uh, we, I started coaching her her brother's uh, baseball team, but actually we wound up sitting in the balcony, uh, at, at basically teenagers, yeah. then, and we met there. And so we we both been uh, very faithful to to our our uh, faith uh, with yeah. the Methodists, and and uh, uh, it's uh, you you can't go through life without God. God has to be with you. He does. He does. You used a word that I so appreciate, and I think maybe uh, would be a word that epitomizes our Beaver's life, and that is the word faithful. Uh, your parents were faithful in raising you, and uh, uh, they did a wonderful job. Uh, you were faithful to serve in the military. You've been faithful for 58 years to your wife. You've been faithful uh, to lead um, in the tax business. You've been faithful in building Beaver's Field. You've been faithful uh, 200 and some games a year um, for quite a few years here. Um, and that is, uh, and you're faithful to uh, to God the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. Uh, that That is uh, such an important legacy to leave to all of us behind uh, that if we can be faithful to the things that matter most, uh, then we'll be as successful as we can possibly be. Very well said. And uh, so thank you uh, for remaining faithful. Uh, For those who maybe are unfamiliar with Legion Baseball, uh, help us understand what that is. Okay. American Legion Baseball is uh, uh, one of the best uh, national programs, uh, and it is... uh, in between high school and college ball, uh, it's a summer program that uh, uh, it basically community oriented. Uh, you have to be within a certain area uh, of the, the baseball and uh, have the different levels. And I actually I helped start the junior legion uh, many years ago. Yeah. And I was in charge of so many teams in Ohio, and then the state took over that. But uh, uh, it is a brand of baseball where you put kids maybe from eight different high schools together in the summertime and, and play a summer program league. And and, and it's not like travel ball. Uh, you have to earn your tournament. You can't buy yourself in a tournament. Right. You, you start with a, a, the district tournament, a regional tournament, and a state tournament. And then they go to a national regional and, and the World Series in Shelby, North Carolina right now uh, every year. And... Over 50% of the major leaguers has played Legion baseball. How about that? I think uh, less than 5% have played Little League baseball. Yeah. Um, and so Legion must be really important for yeah. these players. Yep. And uh, before the so-called travel ball came along, uh, that was your main way to colleges. or Because yep. or, 
My, I coached for 30 years uh, before I retired, and then I come back and coach a couple more years. Uh-huh. But we, we've had 19 players uh, play pro baseball, be drafted, uh, what, uh, that I coached. And yeah. Over 80% of them play college baseball. Yeah. So it, it's a kind of a feeder program uh, to the next level of baseball. Yeah, and it's my understanding that you can actually play in college uh, and still play Legion ball uh, in the summer when your college team isn't playing. Yes, when when you're uh, uh, based on your age. Uh, yes. Uh, What's the upper age? Uh, 19. 19. So if you're 20 years old, you can't play right. Legion anymore. Right. Okay. Yep. Very good. So you could play um, even maybe even part of a season if you were still 19. Well, uh, if uh, you could play that whole year. Okay, uh, I see. Okay, uh, but once once you turn that, you can't play the next. Year. I, I got you. So yeah. you could turn twenty even in the middle of Legion Ball, but you were nineteen at the beginning of the year. Right. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Um, and uh, so that's uh, it, it. Really, is phenomenal stuff, and those are very uh, interesting numbers, uh, uh, showing quite frankly the value of Legion baseball. Right. Um, in that way, um, but we're just about out of time. Uh, you mentioned 19 players went on to play in the major leagues. Would there be a name or two that you would be willing to drop <laughs> about uh, players maybe you've coached uh, or coached against? Well, uh, uh, Alan Anderson uh, was the one that, uh, that I coached in 1982, and he went on to play several years of Major League Baseball. Yeah, Minnesota Twins. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, I've coached uh, against several of them that uh, uh, that – Playing baseball, uh-huh. uh, I mean the major league, uh, right? What have you? But uh, and my son was drafted twice. He uh, was. Uh, I was his freshman year at Scottsdale University, uh, Scottsdale Community College, uh-huh. and then uh, drafted again at senior year. And he signed with the St. Louis Cardinals and played two years till he tore his rotator cuff. Ouch! And, uh, and then he he coached for ten years and, and stuff until he had an ailment. He had to had to retire from that. But Correct. Uh, uh, he's the one the most personal one that. Uh, it's kind of kind of good when you say you've been drafted twice. So exactly. that, that means two different teams uh, yep. interested and showed some potential. Exactly. And, and uh, but uh, we've had uh, Timmy Graham and uh, uh, he made it to Triple A and uh, yeah, for the uh, Red Sox, I believe. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was ready to throw the Red Scott scout out of here because <laughs> three straight years he took took my one of my best players <laughs> before the season was over with. Right. Uh, and. Uh, uh, Brian Young played for the Red Sox. Engel, uh, 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 he, he, oh shoot, there's all kind of. Yeah, uh, it's hard hard to believe, but uh, we. Uh, we have one of the be- better programs in Ohio. Uh, no question about it. Um, and that's why the scouts show up, because uh, they know they're going to see outstanding baseball here. Right. I meant to ask you, what position did you play? I played the outfield. Okay, very yeah, good. Do you have a favorite? Uh, I played mostly mostly right field. Okay, and I did play a little second base. But okay. uh, when I got old and played uh, uh, softball, I was a softball a slow pitch pitcher. Uh, so slow pitch pitcher, very uh, good. And I could even throw a curveball with slow pitch. Could you really? Yep. And uh, so, but uh, yeah, the one year in the army uh, uh, when I was at Redstone Arsenal, uh, my company commander loved baseball, and well, I was married and we lived off post. Uh huh. So I played softball, fast pitch softball, five days a week. Did played battalion baseball on the weekend. Wow! And uh, it had been well that '66. I graduated '62, so it'd been a few years since I'd played baseball. And we played in a Triple A ballpark down there. It's a Triple A team now in Huntsville. Right. We we played there on, in the weekend. They put me in center field, 
Heck, I, I couldn't even see home plate, let alone that. <laughs> and I went in the Army with two bad hamstrings. I pulled those playing softball. Oh, did you? Uh, Ouch. And, uh, but uh, they got me back in shape. But yeah. Yeah, that uh, playing fast pitch softball is uh, interesting, too. Oh, and, for and, sure. So they got me out of all inspections and formations. There. <laughs> but, uh, then, and then they sent me to Fort Sill, Oklahoma, and that's why I wound up in Vietnam because they had Found out I had a financial background too, and yeah. I got a couple of promotions. I was an E six. I got an E six in two and a okay. half years. So uh, excellent. Uh, I got a promotion. I ha- I was in charge of thirty eight thousand men at one time in Vietnam. Wow. So, uh, but anyway, uh, my athletic background. Uh, when I got got down to after the slow pitch, and I started coaching Legion. Uh, actually, we we had alumni games here on the field, and when I was sixty five, I got a base hit. You did. I, I said I was the oldest guy I ever get a base hit <laughs> on your own field. On my yeah. own field. On, on this field. Right. I'm the oldest guy. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, those those are years that I could remember and things yeah. and uh, and uh, seeing a lot of the kids come back that's played ball before and stuff. And yeah. It's easy for them. They just call me coach. But uh-huh. Sometimes I have trouble remembering names. Yeah, exactly. They just have to remember coach, right? Yeah. You got to remember like thirty thousand uh, different that, names. Of that's, why, that's why all the coaches I've coached against, when I come and see them, I can call them coach still. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, just so. uh, use that moniker. Uh, well, um, last question: What's the future hold for Al Beavers? Uh, survive. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, whatever, whatever God has in store for me is yeah. what I'm. Uh, what my future is and i i want to live long enough to see all three great grandkids uh, uh participate in sports yeah and, and things and uh, uh that's what I, i'm very very proud of them and and uh, like i said i want uh want to see them grow up a little bit and yeah. they grow fast they uh, do it's so true so. well you've set a great example you had great examples um but you learned from them and set a great example for your family i absolutely believe this Fairfield County, this is where I live uh, here in central Ohio, is a better place because Al Beavers is part of it. Oh. Uh, you've made significant contributions uh, to families and, uh, quite frankly, generations of families uh, here uh, in our community. Uh, I really appreciate uh, your passion uh, for the game of baseball, but for your family, for your faith, for your country and for the game of baseball and what it brings to make our community better. And so thank you for your commitment uh, to our community, and we trust the Lord's blessing on you and for whatever's next for you. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate you joining us here. That's Coach Al Beavers joining us on this edition of the Sports and Spirituality Show. So, Kelsey, what did you think about the iconic Al Beavers? I mean, I think the word iconic is so true, at least for our community, right? Correct. I think that Beavers Field is a staple. I mean, it is a landmark. People are very familiar with that facility. Um, and so I think it's really cool to hear his story. He has such a rich rich history here in this community and specifically with the sport of baseball. And um, I loved hearing from him. I loved he- that you happened to run into him this week and were able to talk to him and um, really put his story, you know, quote, down on paper. Uh, right. Yeah, only audio paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yes. Um, it, really, he is such a blessing to our community, uh, uh, which, of course, I already said. But I, I – uh, uh, 
our uh, it's a special special place it is and uh, our community is better because it's a part of it and uh, so yeah super super glad we were able to make that happen all right that's gonna wrap up episode 82 getting close to your age 83 (laughs) episode 83 coming up what do you think you excited about that i mean sure <laughs> you want to tell your face and your voice? <laughs> or no? No, you're just gonna leave it. To, you're gonna leave it a surprise. Yeah. To your face and your voice. We'll see how I'm feeling yeah. next week. All right. All right. Well, um, uh, I'm lo- going to look forward to seeing you. Whether you are looking forward to being on episode 83 of the Sports and Spirituality Show. That's going to wrap it up. Oh, we do say a special thank you to our friends Greg and Mitch Price of Price Custom Homes. They've been building homes for 50 years. They can help you from beginning, middle, and end of the process. You can get more information by going to their website, pricecustomhomes.com. Thank you, Greg and Mitch Price, for sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show podcast. A uh, special thanks to our friends Mike O'Reilly at WLRY 88.9 Radio for Life and George Chatters of Save Radio on Monday evenings as well. Thank you for listening. Join us next time and we will bring you episode 83 of The Sass brought to you in part by the Fairfield County Sports Network. <laughs>